Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the president. Nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president. I didn't know that. Damn it. Sergeant at Arms will restore order in the gallery. So we don't have to talk about what the depressing news. The, the is. P word, yeah, the, the word, <laughs> which that, is the theme of the the podcast. Yeah. Of uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even have. I'm, I'm like, you know, a humor to diffuse a, a horrible situation. I don't even have jokes at this time. No, it's just kind of. Um, <laughs> I don't even have a funny take on no, this. No, I mean, this is the whole thing. <laughs> but let's uh, let's go ahead and I, I want to roll this first clip. It's uh, protesters interrupting the Senate the Senate vote. Of the, have you heard this? Uh, I have not. It no, is, no, yeah, I keep it kinda, fresh for little, uh, when we record. Yeah, it's a little chilling. So, um, if you could fire up the uh, presidential time portal, and we're actually we're just going to go back. I think this is Saturday. This is like two days ago. So, um, ah, so this is the history is just basically uh, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. So this is like it's still history. It's just this past weekend. So I'm, I was saying, you yeah, know, yeah. Anything the, that isn't happening right now is history. Like every, or that, that, about sentence, to happen. that sentence that you just said right there was history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, should I let it rip? Yeah. So, so go ahead and let it rip. Yeah, you'll see that first one. It's only about a minute here. As a reminder to our guests in the galleries. Expressions of approval or disapproval are not permitted in the Senate galleries. Under the previous question, all post-cloture time has expired. The question is on the nomination. Is there a sufficient second? Sergeant at Arms will restore order in the gallery. Is there a sufficient second? The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. The sergeant at arms will restore order in the gallery. The sergeant at arms will restore order in the gallery. Yeah, so yeah. It, are you sure this is how we want to open the podcast? <laughs> it's, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, all right, thanks for tuning in, people. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say. No, it had to be said, though. Yeah, that was um, so. That was just this weekend at the Capitol um, protest, and the worst part is I ripped that off of YouTube, and the YouTube channel comments uh, like on that video and they're all basically just talking about how liberals are all whiny and, and they need to shut up like almost every comment was like that yeah of course yeah. I mean it's just whoever posted it so there you go no well I mean it was a um, then women should shut up yeah. about their reproductive rights being taken away by a man accused of sexual assault and who lies yeah I mean that was on the CBS news channel 
And so, like, all these... Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So well, maybe that's just a little market research into CVS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you are just tuning in after hearing that um, oh-so-uplifting <laughs> beginning, uh, you are listening to This is the President. Well, wait, 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 they're just tuning in. It's a podcast. Yeah. They could... <laughs> How would they just tune in? Well, I mean, they, you know, they start it. Sometimes they're like... <laughs> they would do, they, oh, they stop it? And then... Yeah, or like they like, you do it something else, and sometimes it just kind of comes on, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Know, that's what I was saying. I was kind of keeping up with the radio theme that we were, you know, pretending to be on right, the radio. Right, right, yeah, right. You got it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so how are you and New York doing after all the uh, Kavanaugh madness there? Aren't we going to do reviews of Trump products to lighten the mood? <laughs> I don't really have anything. It's one of those times where I don't even have anything to say. Yeah. And it's just like I don't even like reading the news this past weekend where I've been where I normally read it every day. Okay. I'm just sort of steering away. But I guess that's like really good when you have a political podcast. Yeah, no, we, topical we, political we should podcast, be we should but, be talking about it a little bit. We should mention it a little bit just uh, what's the the word on the on Yeah. The it's uh, basically uh, unprecedented. Um, I guess that's a word. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's partisan politics, where it's supposed to be the Supreme Court it's supposed to be the last sort of sane voice. Where now in Trump America, now even that's insane. Yeah, I mean it, it's you it's, get a, you get a, you get a guy who, when when he's being nominated blaming the Clintons. Yeah. That doesn't sound very bipartisan. No. Yeah, I mean that whole thing was <laughs> blaming the Clintons and the Democrats. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, ooh, he's bipartisan. Yeah, I mean and the vote was in like the vote was just exactly party lines too. It was like there's no yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, he's on the... channels. But one thing, give him this. Like, Al Franken, you know, uh, when he had his scandal, he didn't stick to his guns like Kavanaugh. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, the Republicans will just stick to their guns, and you'll get the entire party uh, backing them, where the Democrats turned on Al Franken, and they ate their own. Yeah. And, and he was one of the strongest. But, you know, again, you know, it's... Very inappropriate picture. I understand what, you know, it's kind of like eighth grade humor. Yeah. Yeah. But at least he didn't try to rape her. No, I mean, I think we're just kind of, I think they're more or less pretty much done as any. We don't really have an op- opposition party anymore, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, this this election will be interesting. I'll say that. I mean, if they, if people don't come out and vote and they don't go nuts for democratic stuff then it's i think we can we can all check out that, well, you're in you're in germany yeah, so you've so, already checked out yeah, so what I do you have, say I, you got your passport i'm out. just saying you, you guys get ready <laughs> <laughs> Start What's that? okay man warm up that couch yeah you know what well, you know the, the thing Berlin is couch. yeah you will you always be able to you'll be able to go to ireland to get an abortion now if you need it so that's the inter- interesting thing yeah <laughs> um like before in Ireland, before they made that legal this year, uh, they had to take you had to take it was called taking the the boat to England, yeah, or, or something along that line. Yeah, so or, now uh, in America, we'll have to take the boat to Ireland. Yeah, they take the boat to Ireland, or uh, they would go up to Belfast, up to the north, Mexico. Yeah, or Mexico. Yeah, yeah, as the case may be. Or so, Canada. Um, 
Yeah, that's okay. Well, let's just kind of leave that be. We'll, we'll leave. Yeah, <laughs> but also just uh, it's just a, uh, he's he's a strong proponent for uh, uh, wiretapping civilians as well. Yeah, excellent. So just, all right. Don't think it's just all about women. No, no, no. I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> that's of- something we can all share in. <laughs> just uh, having our you know civil liberties taken away because uh, all, we can be monitored. Yeah, I mean, that was... And he's all for that. Uh, that's kind of interesting. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about this week uh, on our phone call. Um, because, you know, they, it, it seemed to be, like, for a while back, the Supreme Court wasn't quite as partisan, you know, as if people weren't, like, presidents, you know, kind of made a point of trying to balance things out. One of the ways that kind of collapsed was when President Johnson, back in 1968, tried to name Abe Fortas as the the head head justice and that didn't work out too well for him um he kind of got brought down in the midst of a scandal so that was kind of like the last time there was a uh, kind of a democrat appointed chief justice was back in the back in the 60s and they kind of like it all kind of leads back to this so that's kind of the phone call i want to play today just kind of like a comparison uh it's kind of interesting so uh you heard about abe fortas who was one of the judges one of the supreme court judges i have not but i think this is a perfect opportunity to learn more about this him. is it is a, it's a nice one to learn a little bit more about <laughs> um, abe fortas now the the interesting thing and here's where the technically it gets a little ethically it gets a little um Iffy, if I could use those words, is that Abe Fortas and President, right. President Johnson were friends for like for a long time, and uh, Johnson's idea of putting him on the por- on the court was kind of like to let he he'd have like an inside guy on the court who would help him out, you know, go hey right. by the way people might vote down you know the other judges might vote down this law that you want to pass and, and things like that. So it was kind of interesting, but then it turned out when Johnson so he was on the court, Abe Fortas was on the court for a couple of years, and then. Johnson wanted to name him as Chief Justice, and that's when things got sticky um, and all the stuff started coming out. And this is actually the first time this had happened uh, was when they had a, uh, a court uh, judge go before the Senate, and they had open hearings. So this is, this is the first time. Should I let it roll? Well, what we're going to do now is we're, right now we're going to play um, the, the Strom Thurmond clip there. So this is uh, Senator yep. Strom Thurmond on why he doesn't want uh, Abe Fortas to be the chief justice, so it's a it's a pretty short clip, and he talks in a funny southern accent. So um, I thought you could set the uh, presidential time machine for 1966 if you could. Actually, no, sorry, 1968. There you go. In the hearing this morning, I think it was clear that he answered the questions where he thought the answer would help him. He refused to answer and placed a screen between him and the questioner on the ones he felt would hurt him. He went out and spoke at law schools and gave his views in other places. He wrote a book and gave his views. I would see no objection why he wouldn't give his views to the Senate Judiciary Committee and to the Senate of the United States. As you well know, I did not support him when he became an associate justice. And uh, I have seen nothing since then that caused me to change my views. Legally, I am strongly opposed to turning loose criminals on technicalities. I am strongly opposed to communists working in defense plants. I am strongly opposed to communists teaching in schools and colleges. I am strongly opposed to the Supreme Court, the federal government invading the rights of the states. And Justice Fortas has participated in decisions that do the very things I've just mentioned. I am familiar with his decisions. I am familiar with his positions. 
But the reason I'm asking these questions is to build a record so the Senate itself will know his positions and the public will know his positions. Because once the Senate is familiar with his record, and, and the senators are so busy, they don't have time generally to read all the decisions of the Supreme Court. And once the public is familiarized with his record, I, I'm not quite sure but what the majority of the public and maybe a majority of the Senate will take the same position that I do concerning his confirmation. All right. All right. So that was our own... It's been passion, but was he strongly opposed to anything? Yeah, that was, that was, so that was um, Strom Thurmond, uh, which, you know, he, he, he's not in the Senate anymore, right? <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he die? I believe so. Yeah. Did he have an illegitimate daughter? Oh, that's right. Yeah, like with yeah, so again the uh, one of these guys uh, with sneaking around on the back. Here's the interesting thing about that, Harmon. So you you did hear that he was a little opposed to the justice, and what uh, Strom Thurmond did was he, strongly. Yeah, he, he he had a he had he held held a filibuster right in the Senate, and um, right. one of the things he didn't like about Judge Fortas is that George Judge Fortas was a big uh, defender of freedom of speech. Um, to so much to the fact where he would uh, uh, defend um, pornography, pornographic films. And so mm-hmm. what um, Fortas did was while he was filibustering or while he was making his speeches, he showed the films, he showed a series of films that, like, uh, that Fortas had defended in the Senate. So they would be read into the, the Senate record. They called this the Abe Fortas Film Festival. Uh, one of the films, one of the films, was called Flaming Creatures, and it's about uh, oh, yeah? yeah naked people running around dressed in devil's coat. How, what, how <laughs> many uh, stars on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. We should we should check it out. But yeah, it was a big hit in the New York underground film scene, and that was one of the films. Ah, that an art film. Fortas defended. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Political Research Digest delivers fresh insights on the big trends driving American politics and policy today. Each 20-minute episode explores one hot topic in the news with two political scientists who have just published relevant empirical studies. Hear about their new discoveries and get important insights that are lost in the daily news shuffle. Topics covered have included the influence of cable news, the gender gap in voting, and the causes of political polarization. Political scientists knock down common myths while summarizing the latest cutting-edge research for political professionals. It's a podcast for people looking to get beyond the punditry to data-driven insights. Political Research Digest is hosted by political scientist Matt Grossman of Michigan State University and provided by the Niskanon Center, a moderate Washington think tank dedicated to finding bipartisan, market-friendly solutions to tough issues. Subscribe to the Political Research Digest on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts today. If you like This is the President, you should check out PlowdyPod. PlowdyPod is the think tank that answers the questions nobody asked. What would you do if Michael Sarah kidnapped your uncle? Would you rather be Trump's wife or Putin's mistress? And if you could choose any publication at all to carry your first nude photo shoot, what would it be? That's PlowdyPod. Check it out and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We don't really have any phone calls between Fortas and um, 
President Johnson. What we do have is like as he was ju- as when he was a judge. That is what we do have is this, right. this one phone call. This is kind of interesting, um, and this is from 1966. Um, so this is before the Strom Thumb. This is before he was named as a uh, as a Chief Justice on the Supreme Court. It's from August 29th of 1966 at 9:30 a.m. in the morning, and basically what's going on is. So uh, you remember when uh, President Kennedy got killed? Not that, not that you were there, but um, you've heard of it. You've heard of the yeah. Yes. I, I've heard of, I've heard of that happening. Yes. So and then there was the, a, the three hobos. Yeah, there was a famous picture of LBJ <laughs> taking the oath of office in the in the plane. You've seen that one, Air Force One. Yeah. So he's yep. he's swearing on a Bible in that picture, and apparently that was the Kennedy's personal Bible, which the Johnsons then took with them. So, so right, they were, okay. the Kennedys were looking to get it back, and they're discussing the legality uh, of the Bible of like who has it. So this is um, this is calls a little bit longer, but it's all Ta- it's all pretty good quality. But what's interesting up front, so a, or Fortis is the first person you'll hear, hear talking. They're talking about what like when you actually take the oath of office, and do, do, does it have to be on a Bible? And so you'll hear him say what you have to use or what you don't have to use. Uh, when you're swearing, you're swearing it as a president, so it's kind of interesting. So if you go ahead and roll that. Hey. Uh, Marie and George I'm Christian on. are going to get on just a minute. All right. We're both on. All right. Go ahead. First, I, I want to make sure that everybody understands that it doesn't make any difference uh, legally. You can take uh, the oath without any book or Bible, or you can take it on a copy of Playboy. That doesn't make any difference. You understand that, George? Yes, sir. Now, second, to get to the uh, precise uh, problem here, I think it would be a mistake uh, to say nothing about this. I think the story ought to be told if upon inquiry, when inquiry is made. And this is uh, what uh, I think ought to be said, that uh, the president... uh, uh, that uh, inquiry has been made of the White House archives, that uh, the president took his oath on uh, a uh, book that uh, uh, Judge uh, Hughes um, had uh, been handed by someone on the plane. It was, it is a missile or a prayer book that belonged to the late President Kennedy that uh, after the ceremony on the plane, somebody, uh, probably the Secret Service man, although Mrs. Johnson doesn't, uh, isn't sure, somebody handed uh, the book to Mrs. Johnson. She put it in her bag, brought it back to Washington. Did I? Yes, ma'am. So did you you you're able to hear that first part of the phone call there? Yeah, yeah. So they they stole President Kennedy's Bible. Yeah, but did you you heard the part where they're talking about what you need to swear on? Did he say a, a Playboy? Yeah, he said he said that's basically what he was saying. He was saying it doesn't have to be the Bible; it can be anything. First, I, I want to make sure that everybody understands that it doesn't make any difference uh, legally. You can take uh, the oath without any book or Bible, or you can take it on a copy of Playboy, and that doesn't make any difference. Yeah, that was like in the last election when you get the Trump racists, and they were going, we can't, it's got to be a Christian 
president because yeah. you say the oath on the Bible. Yeah. yeah, so there we have it right there. That's the Supreme Court justice saying that it doesn't have to be a Bible. It can be a, yeah. it can be a Playboy if you want. Right, yeah. but that has not happened. No, no, that, that hasn't. And do you, do and you, you think it would be this president, no. it would happen to. <laughs> it would. So I guess that would be the tie-in uh, between that Abe Fortas and um, this president. So actually, yeah, so basically Abe Fortas withdrew his nomination to be uh, chief justice, and he was about to get <clears throat> impeached, and so he resigned. Um Rather, oh, yeah. yeah. So he just kind of he kind of dropped out. He said, "All right, see you guys later," and then um, just kind of retired after that. That was it. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of a setback for old um, President Johnson there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but <laughs> no no setback for President Trump. So he's doing well with his new judge and and their buddies now. Yeah, I mean, on the news, in one hand, they go, "This is Trump's most winning week," uh-huh. while. Earlier last week, they go, this is Trump's lowest moment yet when he was mocking a sexual assault victim. Yeah. That's, so, so wait, wait, winning week almost in the same week as the lowest point in the presidency? Yeah, he's, it's back and forth, dude. So, Do, uh, well, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, is that, that, isn't that even out somehow? Yeah, yeah, he's just like the normal president now. So what was your, what was your takeaway about Mr. Fortas there? Do you think he... Um, uh, how do you think he was on, on the judge level? Um, well, no, no, I understand what he was saying. Yeah. And, and, yeah, again, it, it harked back to when, you know, the racist people go, we can't have a Muslim <laughs> yeah. in the White House. Yeah. Well, how's he going to swear in? Yeah. So that's an interesting point. Yeah, so we've got that. We've got that covered now. Now we, we can, you know, advise people politically if they if they need any help. And just come listen to the podcast or they can subscribe yeah. on. Uh, this could be a resource. It could be. It'll be. For, for presidential candidates, yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Maybe they'll put us in the archives <laughs> as well. We'll have our own call number and yeah. everything. Um, we're going to uh, kind of wrap things up. I want to keep it short because I'm sure there'll be plenty that we can talk about Judge Kavanaugh in the future. Um, wanted to introduce something a little light. Let's get a little light here at the end of the podcast before we sign off. Um, Harm and I have been talking about doing this for a while. Harm's actually got down, did the research. Uh, we, what we'd like to do now is read some reviews of uh, Trump products. Trump in the Amazon. All right, Harmon. So, what what is the product that will the Trump product that we'll be review, reading reviews from today? Uh, this is Donald Trump's success deodorant for men. Okay. Stick fragrance, two point five ounces. Okay. And is there? Do you have a, a product number or anything on that? If our if our listeners want to order, uh, one? it just says the author of this is by Donald Trump. Okay. All right. Ooh, what happens when you when you click on that for a second? <laughs> yeah. Let me just try this. Oh, you get a lot of books. Okay. Oh no, you get his products. All right. Okay. Okay, great. Well, yeah, for those of those uh, keeping track at home, uh, the shipping weight of this is 5.6 ounces, and the UPC is 603-531-600055. And so, Harmon, if you will uh, pick a... So what's the first review that we'll be hearing? Uh, This is from someone named Pepper Uh on September 14th, 2016. Pepper gives this product one star with with the title ripoff. Okay. Uh, Pepper says uh, there's there is no scent and feels like a cramp. <laughs> it is really the worst stick deodorant I have ever tried in my life. Okay. Right. Any other uh, differing opinions on that one? Well, let's let's click on the four star okay. reviews. One second here. 
Um, a little bit slow on the internet browser portal. Why so slow? <laughs> okay. Uh, I can read a three-star uh, Okay, well, I've got... I've got oh, here we go, five-star. I've uh, got one here that just... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, this one is just... The review is just called One Star uh, by user M. Uh, and it just... The, qu- yeah. the quote is, if this is what's... <laughs> If this is what success smells like, no thanks. Oh, okay. Good to the point. Um, This is not, and this is a nonpartisan sort of review. Um, It's from someone named uh, Pandora's Box, okay, okay, on November 17th, 2017. um, I bought this more for the name, Smile. The smell is pretty much like a watered-down version of Right Guard. However, the package that sold this for me, not the product, stocking stuffer for dad. Okay, not Okay, well, this is good. Okay, here, here, we got a good one. This is a one-star review um, titled yeah. More Fail Than Success um, by user Adam C. Um, on March 24, 2017. Uh, this deodorant actually makes you smell, smell worse than not using anything at all. Plus, it's made in China and turns your armpit, <laughs> your and turns your armpit hair orange. Nice. <laughs> yeah. This is another one star from a uh, someone named Ray Ray on uh, March twelfth, two thousand eighteen. It literally made my mouth dry, and I became impotent for a week. Mm, <laughs> interesting. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can wrap up with a. Uh, 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 a, a real uh, okay. Here's okay, one. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's hit another park on this last one. More. One more. All right. Yeah. One more. Uh, this this is called uh, and once again uh, to restate this is Donald Trump's success deodorant uh, one star reviews on Amazon. Uh, this is from someone named Sashi on June third, two thousand eighteen, and it says manufactured in France? Question mark exclamation point question mark Question mark, question mark, question mark. When France sends its deodorant, they're not sending the best. <laughs> they're not sending Speedstrike. <laughs> they're not sending Right Guard. They're sending deodorants that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with them. They're bringing the stink. They're bringing the sweat. They're bringing the stains. They're smelly, and they don't even shower. Someone's doing the stinking, and I mean someone's doing it. Who, who's doing it? Okay, that's pretty funny. All right, that was a good one, dude. All right, was... Oh, wait, wait. Two comments on the comments. Okay, see what okay. The, that is. <laughs> oh, this one's nice. Nice fragrant deodorant, hints of pine and aftershave. We're talking tremendous, successful, like... <laughs> You wouldn't believe, folks. <laughs> and the more you wear it, the more tremendous successful comes your way. I've gone through two entire sticks in the last three weeks. Sometimes I rub it all over my clothes and on my tongue. It's that good. I even tried eating some of it, but it made me sick. Probably because deep down I'm afraid of achieving success, so my body rejects it. It is the best, most fantastic deodorant ever. All right. Okay, that's pretty That was funny. a good one, dude. All right, we'll, we'll end with that one. Um, thank Ooh, you uh, again, Harmon, for, for picking out some of those good reviews for us. And, folks, uh, if you have any, uh, of course, if you have any of your own uh, Trump product reviews on Amazon you'd like to send us, please uh, send us a tweet or send us a, um, 
Uh, email, you can find us on our website at wordsovercharity.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Last.fm, Stitcher, all those other crazy places where you find your podcasts. And on that note, I know Harmon probably has some stuff that he wants to tell us about, so we'll go ahead and segue right into Plug Away. Plug Away. All right, so as we mentioned before, we have our other podcast, Comedy History 101. It comes out usually every Friday um, where we school you in comedy. Be sure to check that out on wordsoverchair.com or subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Next week from Thursday, I have my regular show, Tale Storytelling. Um, I believe the date on that is October 16th at the Red Room above KGB Bar. Uh, you can find out more at harmonleon.com. And the first weekend in November, I will be producing and performing in a storytelling festival called Story Fest at the Pitt Theater in Chapel Hill. Two to three days of the finest storytelling in North Carolina. All right, so that's going to be during, are you going to be there during Election Day? Um, no, so that's the weekend before okay. Election so yeah, I was just going to remind you to vote early, but you know, if you're going to, yes. you got it covered. Uh, as, as we rec- encourage all our uh, listeners out there, go ahead and be sure to register if you haven't. Re- I think you can still register, maybe, um, but be sure to vote when it comes time to vote. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was a non- that was my nonpartisan <laughs> vote, vote, vote uh, thing. Um, yeah. As for plug away, I don't have. I've got a couple films. I got one film at the Hilava. Uh, International Documentary Film Festival uh, coming up at the end of this month, and then another film world premiere at the Winterthur Kurtz Film Taga in uh, Switzerland in November. So that's pretty exciting. So a couple films out. And then uh, Harmon and I will always, of course, be doing these podcasts. Uh, every Monday we'll try to get these out here, so be sure to click like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you like us. Let us know about your Trump reviews. And also you can listen to us on our other podcast, uh, Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy. And that both of those can be found at our website, wordsoverchair.com. All right? Is that enough? Yes. Okay. All right. That's where I think we're good. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president. I didn't know that. Damn it. Milani! <laughs> Where's my diaper? Melania is right now changing a diaper probably 40 feet away from me. This podcast has been brought to you by Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full-service creative agency with offices in Brooklyn and Berlin. Their specialty? Amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair? You already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Do it by yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com Hey, you. Yes, you. Do you like comedy? Of course you do. You're listening to a podcast where Harmon and I talk about presidential phone calls. So you like the funny stuff, huh? Then you should be turning into another podcast that Harmon and I do called Comedy History 101. In this podcast, we delve into the backstory of all things comedy-related. 
from the history of the Comedy Store condo in L.A., the Andrew Dice Clay controversy of the early 1990s, and, more recently, the history of the Trump and Giuliani and Drag video. You can find the latest episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Comedy History 101. We school you in comedy. You're so big. Everybody's so big.